It's another edition of Bold Prediction Tuesday, and today it's the defensive line. Five bold predictions for the Bearcats defensive line heading into the 2022 season on today's episode of Locked On Bearcats. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. It's free and available everywhere you get your podcast. And today we are brought to you by Bet Online. This season, with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, Bet Online, where the game starts. Alex Frank here with you, your host each and every day, former sports director of UC's Bearcast Media, bringing all of those experiences here to the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. Don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel to subscribe. We're up to 231 subscribers and counting, so hit that subscribe button. Follow us to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. So today, it's another episode of Bold Prediction Tuesday. Five bold predictions for the Bearcats' defensive line this season. That's kind of been the, the major talking point this week. It's a position that's experiencing a lot of turnover. really feels like there's only three defensive lineman that you know Curtis Brooks I'm sorry not Curtis Brooks he has moved on to the NFL to the NFL the Indianapolis Colts but there's only three defensive linemen that you know this year Malik Van Jawan Briggs and Jabari Taylor so bold prediction number one there will be um I think those three will combine for more than 15 sacks it's not that um unattainable you know Malik Van had um four and a half sacks last year Jawan Briggs had three Jabari Taylor had a couple sacks few sacks so it's not unfair to ask them, hey, go out there and, and you know you three combined give us 15 sacks. Curtis Brooks got seven and a half, half of 15 by himself. So now you've got essentially three Curtis Brooks on your, if you put all those three linemen together, you get a Curtis Brooks. So if all three can get five sacks this season, I think, th- I think that's feasible. I think one is going to get more. Because I think Malik Van's going to get a lot of playing time. He can be potentially a three-down lineman. I think I think Jawan Briggs is going to get a lot of playing time, too. We know how talented he is. And I also think Jabari Taylor is going to get his fair share of snaps. Because I look at him, and I look at the plays he made against Tulsa last year. I look at just, you know, him saving the season. And it was easy to overlook him last year, but he made some incredible defensive plays in that Tulsa game down the stretch. So... This is achievable because if, if they're going to be the ones, these guys are now going to be the ones generating pressure. It is their D-line now to reign. Curtis Brooks is not here. These guys are taking over the defensive line. When we think about the Bearcats' defensive line, it's, okay, it's Malik Van, Jawan Briggs, and Jabari Taylor. Those are the three most recognizable players. So you are counting on them as coaches, as teammates, and as fans to deliver this year. Bold prediction number two, and you, you'll notice a lot of with these bold predictions because bold, right? You want to set the bar high. It's why I said last week with the over-under for the Bearcats' win total this season, over-under nine wins. If you wanted to be bold, you take the over. If you wanted to be smart, you might take the under, and if the Bearcats do go over nine or get to nine, then you're like, well, you know what? At least I, you know, was smart. But if you're bold, if you're feeling confident, you take the over. So number two, Bold prediction Tuesday for the defensive line. There will be a first-team all-AAC selection on this defensive line. Curtis Brooks was last year. 
Curtis Brooks was the first team all AAC defensive lineman. Hopefully Malik Vanajuan Briggs can slide in, step up, and replace that production. This is a good D-line right now for Cincinnati. That's played behind several other key defensive linemen over the years. Cortez Broughton, Marquise Copeland, Elijah Ponder, you know, Marcus Brown. These guys have been waiting in the wings. They have been being they've been being groomed for the last five years. And this is a good D-line that's played behind some really good players that will hopefully continue this season. It's not unfair to think. And and when I thought about that, I'm like, well, was there an AAC selection first team last year? And sure enough, there was in Curtis Brooks. And again, you'll notice a theme with the Cincinnati Bearcats. It's It's recycle and reload, right? So that's where I'm at with the Cincinnati Bearcats defensive line. And that and that's any position, too, as we've seen over the years. The recruiting success that they've had has allowed them to just recycle and reload. And that is what I believe is going to make this D-line a success this year. I think one of these defensive linemen will be so good that they will be a first-team All-AAC. It's not far-fetched to think. Because you think about other AAC teams, UCF, Houston, Tulsa, you know, any team throw throw out there, they don't really have, like, yeah, they have talented players, but the way Cincinnati has recruited over the years, there's a reason, okay, this team is headed to a Power 5 conference. There's a reason this team went to the college football playoff last year. It's because they can recruit really talented players like the defensive linemen that they have now. And I think if you're Malik Van, who is a Cincinnati native, went to Fairfield High School. We know how talented he is. This is his team in terms of the defensive line. This is his D line to anchor. And I think he's going to be really good. He was really good last year. He has played steadily and consistently throughout his career. I mean, he's not redshirt. He's returned, or maybe he did. He's returning for his fifth season because he hasn't really been in the spotlight yet. Brooks and Ponder and all those defensive linemen have, you know, shadowed over him. Now it's his defensive line. And it goes as he goes. Up next, is there anybody we're not talking about? So who are we not talking about besides Brooks, I'm sorry, Briggs, Van, and Taylor? Is there anybody we're not talking about who's going to make a a splash on this D-line? I'll tell you who that is, or I think it could be next. After a word from BetOnline, your number one source, BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So we talk about, and there's one player who, when I think of Eric Phillips, and if you don't know who Eric Phillips is, I think you will at the end of this season. So Eric Phillips is a defensive lineman. He wears number 97. He is a Colerain High School product. He committed to Cincinnati um, prior to the 2019 season. So he's been around a while, but you really haven't seen Uh, what he can do on the field yet. Now, then again, like I've said many times, it's because there have been so many great players in front of him. Brooks has been here since 2019. He redshirted, played in the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl that year. He played in five games in 2020, missed last season. 
I think, though, because when I think of Eric Phillips, you know who I think about? Deshaun Pace. Cole Ryan High School product, he comes in. You don't really know um, where he's going to fit in. You don't really know, you know, if he's going to get playing time. And last year, he finishes as the leading tackler or the third leading tackler on the team, Cincinnati, and sixth in the AAC, AAC honorable mention. And wouldn't shock me this year if he skyrocketed up the postseason awards charts. So when I think of Eric Phillips, I think of Deshaun Pace. Three is Eric Phillips will make a splash this year. You know, he he comes from a football factory in Cole Rain. And when I think when I look at the defensive linemen on this year's team, you can go up and down the list. I mentioned this on yesterday's show. After the big three, you really don't know a lot of these D linemen except for Eric Phillips, and that's because he's a Cincinnati uh, recruit. So we look at who else is on the defensive line for Cincinnati. You know, Jawan Briggs, Rob Jackson, Justin Wo- Justin Wo- Woodley. You might know who he is. Jamal Williams, uh, Barack Folk, Isaiah Rufin, Ryan Mullaney, uh, Mullaney, Dante Corleone, Sterling Miles, Miles uh, Manigault, Chase Brown, Dominique Perry, Michael Keyes. You don't really know a lot of those players, but you do know Eric Phillips, 6'3", 265-pound junior, only one letter. But I feel like he could be poised for a breakout season this year. In a season where, and Athlon Sports said it best, you know, the Bearcats are trying to find some new leaders. We know a couple of them are going to be Malik Van Jabari, Taylor, and Jawan Briggs. But at the same time, you know, do we think that there is another leader in the waiting in the wings? It could be Eric Phillips. And I kind of, you know, I thought about it this way. Like I said, he's a Cincinnati recruit. There is so much talent within Cincinnati. I mean, you look at, you know, Deshaun Pace last year was maybe outside of Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant, this defense's best player. Maybe, and Brian Cook might have something to say about that. He went to the NFL and Maya Sanders. But it felt to me the most impactful player outside of Sauce and Kobe was Deshaun Pace because he had four interceptions, four huge interceptions that Indiana and Notre Dame either, you know, iced the game, or got the Bearcats going. Those were critical junctures in those critical games. So I think about that, and I think, okay, Eric Phillips can be that. And again, this is bold predictions. This is not trying to be rational. This is bold. Like, yep, I I think Eric Phillips can shoot that high up the leaderboard. That's who I think about. Eric Phillips. When I think of Eric Phillips, I think of the Deshaun Pace-like leap. So coming up, um, the final bold, the final two bold predictions, there's one area where the Bearcats struggled last year on defense despite ranking in the top half of the country in this statistical category. And well, we see another player from the defensive line get drafted by an NFL team. I'll explain next after a word from two of our sponsors. So the Cincinnati Bearcats last year, their defense was really good. But like I said yesterday, their rushing defense sometimes wasn't very good. They allowed 149.1 yards per game last year on the ground. That was fifth in the AAC, so still in the top half, barely though, and 62nd in the country. Again, top half, but barely. So it's a, it, it's an area that needs to get better for Cincinnati, and I think it will. You know, I, I talked about yesterday, Alabama knew they could run the football on Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl, and they did. Tulsa ran the ball well against Cincinnati. USF ran the ball well. Other teams are going to try and take advantage of that this season. I mean, look at the first game of the season. Arkansas, K.J. Jefferson, dual-threat quarterback. It's going to be a challenge for UC's defensive line. So 
That leads me to this. Bold prediction number four, I do believe the Bearcats will lower their rushing yards per game. Here's what needs to happen, though. Malik, Van, and Jawan Briggs have to be on the field at the same time. There has to be two defensive linemen on the field at the same time. If there is, you have a better chance. Now, preferably, you switch to a 4-3 defense. You don't go 3-3-5 because you that might work in the Big 12, but it's not going to work here because these, these conference teams outside of UCF and Memphis and SMU, a lot of these teams want to run the ball straight down your throats. The Bearcats do too, but it you have to stop the run too. You know, what do you hear from defensive coordinators a lot, you know, when they first take over a job? They want to um, they want to stop the run. It's so important because if you stop the run, you make them one-dimensional, you, they have to throw the ball. And as Woody Hayes says, yes, I'm mentioning Woody Hayes on a Bearcats podcast, two of three things that can happen when you throw the football are bad. It's either incomplete or it's intercepted. You know, three things can happen when you throw the ball. Two of them are bad. That's why running the football is so important. But if Cincinnati is able to drop their rushing yards allowed per game, which I think they will, just because 150 rushing yards per game is a little high. We know the Bearcats' defense was good last year. It was NFL caliber. But at the same time, you know, it it had some leaks. There were some leaks in it. So I think it will get better this year. But again, it all depends on um, – what alignment they go with, I, as far as I'm concerned, they're going to go with a 3-3-5, and I think that can work to an extent. And we saw that extent last year. It's a unique defense, but at the same time, it does allow teams to run the football on you, and that wears a defense down. And this defense cannot get worn down because the offense this year, I don't know if it's quite as good as last year's offense was. I mean, last year's offense... We all we, we talk about Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant and the defense and how good they were. The Bearcats' offense last year was incredibly dynamic. I don't know if it will be that this year. So what has to happen for the Bearcats to still win games? Their defense has to step up, particularly stopping the run. So let's go one more. Bo- we know there have been some NFL draft picks on this defensive line over the years. Curtis Brooks most recently, Elijah Ponder, Marquise Copeland, Cortez Broughton, we've seen a lot of players get drafted on this defensive line. So I think this year, bowl prediction number five, at least one defensive lineman will become an NFL draft prospect, just like Curtis Brooks last year. Remember, we were all shocked when Curtis Brooks was not invited to the combine. And I had Russ Heltman on, my colleague at All Bearcats, on the show back in April during the draft. And we talked about how, you know, he was crossing his fingers He talked about how he was crossing his fingers for Curtis Brooks to get drafted. And sure enough, he did. He gets drafted in the seventh round. Again, if this is who the Cincinnati Bearcats are, if it's recycle and reload, then all Malik Vantage and Juan Briggs have to do is just continue the trend. You know, gone goes Marquise Copeland and Cortez Broughton, ends Curtis Brooks and Elijah Ponder. They move on to the NFL. So to a Malik Van, Juwan Briggs, and Jabari Taylor. And the thing is, like, they've seen what players in front of them have done. So that gives me the confidence they can continue that. You look at all the wide receiver turnover, look at the tight end turnover from Josiah DeGuara to Josh Wiley and Leonard Taylor. Look at what they've done. It's just, you know, grooming. It's just when you have stars, they're also getting the guys behind them ready for when they leave. That is a true sign of a great program that can recruit and just continue to recycle and reload, continuously recycle and reload. That's where we are at with this Bearcats football program. 
And because Curtis Brooks was drafted last year, it gives me the confidence that a former uh, Power 5 player in Jawan Riggs, maybe he's going to rise up NFL draft boards. You know, Malik Van, you know, maybe he'll rise up NFL draft boards. You know, if you make an impact, as we've seen over the years, if you can make an instant impact, especially on a team that just played in the college football playoff, especially on a team that is going to be ranked in the top 25 to start the season, especially for a team that is, you know, going to a Power 5 conference, there's going to be a lot of exposure. There's going to be a lot of coverage surrounding the Cincinnati Bearcats on a national level. And from NFL scouts, they will show up and they will notice you if you're Malik Van or Jawan Briggs or Jabari Taylor. All right, that's going to do it for me today on Lockdown Bearcats. Tomorrow, I am more than excited to welcome back my good friend, John Garcia Jr., the director of football recruiting for Sports Illustrated. Finally able to have him on the show for the first time in what seems like forever. We're going to talk about all the commits that the Bearcats got in the month of June for 2023, the cornerbacks who have committed for 2023, and why there are just so many of them. Is is there a reason why Cincinnati is targeting so many corners for the class of 2023. We'll talk to John Garcia Jr. tomorrow about that. Don't forget on Friday. Friday is July 1st. Next year on July 1st, the Bearcats will be in the Big 12. So what needs to happen for the Cincinnati Bearcats football men's basketball teams to have instant success in the conference? I'll give you seven things on Friday that need to happen for those two teams to be successful in a good football conference and arguably the best basketball conference in the country. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Now, speaking of the Big 12, you can get more on the conference by making Lockdown Big 12 your second listen every day. Host Josh Neighbors and the local experts of Lockdown take you across the Big 12 in 30 minutes. Lockdown Big 12 is your second listen. That is Lockdown Big 12. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFranknot underscore, or email me at alex3frank at gmail.com. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel up to 231 subscribers and counting. So keep them coming. Follow us to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. And thanks, as always, for making us your first listen of every day. I'm Alex Frank for the Lockdown Bearcats podcast on this Tuesday, June 28th of 2022. Have a great rest of your day. And I will talk to you tomorrow with John Garcia Jr., the Bearcat, or I'm sorry, the director of football recruiting for Sports Illustrated. Until then, have a great rest of your Tuesday. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. I'm Alex Frank for the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.